Welcome to the Frameworks and Finance Podcast. I am your host, Curtis Haney. Each week we talk about frameworks and finance concepts for your life and work. Let's learn together today. Hello, hello, hello. I hope that you are doing well today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Frameworks and Finance Podcast. I have some things that I've been thinking about that I wanted to talk about. So this may have a little bit less of a structure because I just kind of uh, am just going with the flow and just going to get this out as as I've kind of processed through these thoughts over the last few weeks. And if you're on my email newsletter, you'll notice that I talked about these and those. And so I've been really thinking through the idea of the hidden costs in business. And the reality is, is we know that day in and day out, there's all sorts of costs that come in and out of a business. We have the equipment we buy, we have the payroll, we have the facilities expense, we have all these things that are costing us in business. But there are what we also have is time costs. And then we have costs that are kind of hidden from us because of our biases. And our biases then affect how we make our decisions going forward. And so in my last two newsletters, I talked about sunk cost bias and understanding kind of cash flow and where cash is going. I also, a couple of weeks before that, talked about opportunity cost. And so I want to reflect back on the opportunity cost one first, and then we'll talk about the sunk cost and how these are actually interrelated in a lot of different ways. So what got me thinking about this is, you know, I'm here in Oklahoma. I went to Oklahoma State, so a big Oklahoma State fan. After the performance a few weeks ago, I don't know that I should claim that anymore, but for non-football fans, I apologize for talking football. But we were at the game and it was the second quarter and I was hungry. And it was a game that was early afternoon. I hadn't really eaten anything. I'd said, I'll just wait for the game. Like it's just been a busy morning doing everything and getting around. And and so I go to the concourse and I'm looking at all of my options. But then I also, I'm with my, I'm with my dad and we talked about potentially eating after the game because it was going to be dinner time. So as I'm looking at my options, I'm realizing that I can choose something big now and choose not to do dinner later or do a light dinner later, or I can choose something light now and we could go to one of the local sit-down restaurants after the game and enjoy a good bite to eat. So my choice was clear, but if I made one of those choices now, that would affect my ability to indulge later. So I had a few trade-offs that I had to make. I could spend, like from a money perspective, I could spend that money now. I had more money, so the money wasn't going to be the issue, but the the money that I spent, that $10 at that concession stand was $10 that couldn't be used later. It's also the the input that I had is just I had a maximum input that I could have. You also have the time that you're invested and the time wasn't a huge thing here because again, I was doing it at one place and it wasn't going to affect what I was doing time-wise at another place. But you could be in a situation where if you stop at a place, if you stop at this one place to eat, and you have a deadline to get somewhere else, you may eliminate that future option. So all of those are what we consider to be opportunity costs. And I broke these down into three types of costs. We have the explicit costs, which is the costs that are defined, that we, it's actually the money going out the door. It's that we can measure tangibly that that $10 is no longer able to be spent on something else. 
So I'm making a trade-off technically when I use that $10. You then have the implicit cost. And that's what the choice between the two options. And if I would have kept that $10, I could have invested or done something else with that $10. So if I, the example that I gave in the newsletter was that if I had, if I bought a piece of machinery today with cash, I could have had that put into an interest-bearing account, into the stock market. And so I could calculate the expected return, the difference between the expected return. And I gave up that potential interest for a couple of years or whatever that looks like. And so that's the implicit cost. And those are costs that we often don't think about. Then you also have the time cost. And so that's like if you, I devoted the time to this and I've got to get somewhere by a certain deadline and now I can't meet that deadline or now I can't do something else in the future because I use this time today that restricted me from having time for something else in the future. And so like in your business, that's going to look like if you're training an employee, you can't get that training back. So if you do it poorly, you still wasted that time. If the employee leaves, you've wasted that time. And so those are things that they they chip away at us day in and day out, and they affect our opportunities in the future because we're having to do things that when we wasted that time today that we don't have time to do other things in the future. And so the question comes down to how do we measure opportunity cost? And it's something that's really, really hard to measure because you there's so many variables that can come into that. And some of those trade-offs aren't immediately known. So what I developed, what I kind of thought through is I think the best way to even get to a point where you might be able to measure opportunity cost is to become aware of these sunk costs, of these costs that you're dealing with, actually of the opportunity cost. And then again, same thing with the sunk cost. So I had four questions. So how much do you value this item or time? Second question, what am I choosing not to buy or do right now by choosing this? The third question, what am I choosing to not buy or do in the future? by choosing this? And then what regrets will I have by choosing this? And if we address these four questions, we can get a pretty good scope of all of those hidden costs. We may not still be able to put a number to it, but we get a pretty good idea. The same applies, though it's a slightly different framing, with sunk costs. And so when we talk about sunk costs, they're the costs that are in the past that we can no longer change. And so often in decision-making, we allow sunk cost to drive our next decision. But by the nature of it, sunk cost is a cost that we can't get back. If we paid $100 for something and we're past the return policy, or we, using the food example, we bought that food, that's a sunk cost that if we've already left the place, we have no way to get a refund, it's a sunk cost, and we shouldn't spend time letting that decision affect those future decisions. But too often, we let these sunk costs affect our decisions. And so when you take this all into account, you have opportunity costs and sunk costs, which are the kind of those hidden costs that we have in our business. And those hidden costs end up costing us all sorts of anxiety. They end up costing us all sorts of problems. They end up making us choose or have less than ideal solutions, whether that be time investment, whether that be a money investment. And when we've already lost the cost, an example is, say you have a three-year lease agreement. And after six months, you no longer need the space, but you've already paid for those six months and you've already 
made that agreement. So that three years, in most cases, that three years means you still have that three-year lease. It's going to be hard to get out of that three-year lease. So that's considered to be a sunk cost. But so many people or companies will try and keep people in that lease, try and keep people in that building so they can say, oh, we're using it. But they forget the efficiencies, the things that they're losing by not having their people in one place, by spreading their people out into these multiple buildings. And so we need to think about what's ideal for the business, not what's ideal based off the sunk cost. And we hold on to these emotional connections. It's the same thing with, with opportunity costs. We have these connections to these decisions that we make and we fail to consider the consequence down the line. We fail to consider what's going to happen in the future. So when looking at spending decisions in your business, we want to think about both opportunity cost and sunk cost. Opportunity costs, we're trying to ask ourselves those questions that I mentioned. But with sunk cost, I have another set of questions that we could ask. First, how could I be wrong? And then ask yourself, what am I feeling? So we want to explore where could I be where could I be wrong about a belief that I have? Where are my feelings interfering with the decision that I'm about to make? The feeling of the cost that I've already had. The other things that we can do, you know, try and include people that are typically skeptics in your decision making. Try and analyze your future costs and like completely disregard any past costs. Because when you put together that future cost analysis and you actually get a spreadsheet together and do all of that analysis, it really focuses in your time and your priority on what you've prepared. And then before you get into something, so with the three year lease, determine your preconditions. And what I mean by that is determine, okay, if something happens, if we have to shut down this office, if someone leaves, if an employee leaves, what are we going to do? And determine the preconditions, either determine what you're going to do or determine when you're going to reevaluate the option, meaning when you're going to look at the future cost and reevaluate the decision that you made. And so as we start to do this, these are things that don't show up on your income statement, balance sheet, or statement of cash flows. They don't show up anywhere in a place that you're going to regularly interact with them. So it's important that you have good decision-making models so that when it comes to the point of a big decision or something that you're trying to do, that you have these systems in place to ask these questions. Because if you don't have these systems in place, you end up making less than ideals decisions, you end up wasting money, you end up wasting time, and you end up committing to less than ideal scenarios because of the sunk cost associated with some of those things. And so it's a thing that hard to put a number on. And so as we're going into this season, and, and as we've continued to see kind of some changes in the economy that are just affecting the way people go, about their day-to-day -day business, businesses are going to be going through changes. You're going to go through hard times. We need to expect that. And so I've been spending a lot of time in my newsletter and, and in my communications of just trying to help people understand what their cash flow is, how things are moving through the business. Because cash flow is a function potentially of the profit that you have in your business. And so people see profit and they think they're good. But then if they're not controlling their cash flow, they could end up in a place where they are making less than ideal decisions drastically because of the opportunity cost or sunk cost factors, biases that we've talked about here. And so it's important that you merge all of those together. 
You need to merge in the things that you are measuring with these decision-making models to really identify what your actual expenses are. And when I say actual expenses, I'm using that a little bit in jest because again, these are not real expenses, but we wanna talk about expenses or cost outside of the sheets of paper that you're looking at. So as I kind of wrap this up for today, just think about these three things. We want to think about our cash flow and our profit. We want to understand that. And we want to have triggers or points when we do analyses based off of our cash flow and profit. So if it goes below a certain number, if it goes below a certain threshold that we've set, we want to do some analyses. And that may mean we're looking at opportunity cost or we're looking at or trying to ignore sunk cost. Same thing with profit. If our profit goes too low, if our revenue goes too low, we want to look at start ignoring our sunk costs, look at our future options, or trying to identify opportunity costs and things that we're making, decisions that we're making. So it's all encompassing if we do this correctly. And most of this is about setting the groundwork. It's about doing forecasts. It's about knowing where your cash is. And it's about setting up decision-making models that help you make ideal decisions day in and day out. Because a reactive CEO or a reactive employee is one that's making less than ideal decisions that could potentially hurt the business, could potentially hurt themselves, and potentially hurt the people around it. And so we want to do these things with care, and we want to do these things with intention. Because when we do things with intention, while we may not always make the best decisions, while we may not always do the best things, when we do it with intention, we can go in confident knowing that we tried the best we could and that we will learn and improve in the future because that's ultimately all we can do. We're never going to make everything ideal. We're never going to just have an easy breezy life. There's always gonna be roadblocks, but by creating these models, by creating these reflection points, we really allow ourselves to make the most optimal decision in that moment. And then when our decision is bad, we learn and we continue to optimize as we get into the future. So thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this was helpful and kind of, again, we're taking numbers, combining it with potentially non-numbers or things that we can't measure as well, and we're trying to model that in our head so that when we're making decisions, these questions, these things are the first things that pop up. I'll put links to those resources in the show notes, so if you haven't read those, if you don't subscribe to my newsletter, I really try and go through things first there because, again, I use it as my thought process. I use it as my, my working document to get things out, and I really refine things in there. And so that's the first place that you're going to see a lot of these thoughts. And so if you aren't subscribed, I'd appreciate it if you subscribe. I have an interview coming up later this month. I think you'll look forward to that. And I just thank you for giving me your time for listening to this. If you've not subscribed, if you know someone that you feel like could learn from this, just please share, please share. I've had some great growth for this podcast. I hope to be getting back to doing it weekly here pretty quick and um, just needed this little pullback for a season. And I'm hoping to have more interviews and just really look for ways to keep this thing energized and keep you and me learning every single day. So let's live with intention. Let's analyze those costs seen and unseen. And let's go just attack every single day that we have. Appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening.